Welcome back to another episode of the Hitchcock Minute. Each week, Movies by Minute hosts examine the 1959 Alfred Hitchcock-directed thriller, North by Northwest, one minute of screen time per episode. I am Curtis Blaze, and sitting next to me, filled with microfilm, is Jason Hummel. Whatever you do, don't get on that plane! We are the hosts of the Better Off Dead Minute, the podcast that examines the savage Steve Holland movie Better Off Dead one minute at a time. Join us now, won't you, as we unpack Minute 127 of the Alfred Hitchcock film, North by Northwest, already in progress. That's how who's been getting it, Jason. Who's been? Who's been? Who's been? <laughs> now of North by Northwest, Eve says to Roger, after Roger tells her that the little statue is full of microfilm, she says, that's how he's been getting it. Who's he been getting it from? Hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, first of all, the CIA, they were all over that auction where they picked up that little statue. Yeah. Is it possible the CIA just thought it was a statue? When did we find out that the microfilm was in the statue? Because Roger knows that right now. Yeah. Um, he didn't learn that while he was out the window. He learned that earlier, right? Well, he definitely they definitely said it when he was out the window. Okay, well, if we um, assume they only learned it when he was out the window. So we're only just now finding out. See, this is the thing that bothers me about this movie. <laughs> did we know at any point before our minutes that they were after microfilm? Well, they, we knew they were after the statue. That the the bad guys are after the statue. Yeah. The yeah. bad guys want the statue for some reason. Yeah. It's, it had something in its in its belly. The CIA has been running this op. They've got a fake George Kaplan guy set up running around the country, not being George Kaplan, being just slightly shorter than, than Roger or whatever. <laughs> Surely they knew that they were looking for microphone. Yeah. And... Given the time period, when was Baby Pigs? 60-something? 61, 62. So is the microfilm... What, what do you suppose is on the microfilm? Hmm. What would be worth... What would be worth sneaking around about, but not really just swooping in and capturing them all and just taking them to a CIA detention center in another country and just beating the crap out of them until they say? Yeah. It would have to be something big. But something small. <laughs> big but small. Maybe we didn't do that back then. Because really, everybody knows where Leonard and Van Dam are, right? Yeah, yes. Wait, does everybody? Because Eve knows. Therefore, the CIA must know. Yeah. He was whispering that plan to, to Roger before. So if the CIA knows where he is, why not just swoop in? A hundred guys go to the go to the evil lair, swoop in, grab them, and start beating him with rubber hoses. Yeah, it it seems to be that they they don't know who they're contacting and they don't know who they got the microfilm from because you would think if they knew either of that things they would just cut through the middleman and get them but i'm thinking like a rubber hose wielded with ill intent could also cut through the middleman <laughs> with all of this without yeah. all of this you know making sure eve has the right earrings and stuff going on yeah and uh as uh donna reed once said uh, it's just as effective and it doesn't leave any marks <laughs> I'm not kidding. She actually said that on an episode of the Donna Reed show. About torture? <laughs> yeah. about, about what? I don't remember about the right... people with hoses? Yeah. I gotta watch the Donna Reed show more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, clarify. What are you talking about? Yeah, it was... It was. I don't remember the rest of the conversation, but that line always stuck with me for some reason. <laughs> Just Donna Reed saying that. Wow. <laughs> see, now I want to see Donna Reed as a CIA spy. 
the whole show was just her pretending to be a mom, but the whole time she was working for the government. Yeah, she was Mrs. Smith the whole time. Playing spy games in East Germany. <laughs> but I think she's got a couple assassinations under her belt, too. Unlike Eve here, who I think is just naive, Eve definitely gives me the impression of just started working for the CIA. Yeah. Like last week, last week was her first day on the job. She was a secretary and they're like, you look pretty good in a dress. Yeah. Van Damme likes blondes. You know? Leonard just over in the, fume, in the corner fuming. <laughs> Maybe that's why he's in East Germans. <laughs> I like to think that. I, I just don't know. Because we were talking about this on an earlier minute where probably they have to follow him down to South America. You see, now I'm unsure because of this minute, I'm unsure. They are going to South America. Yeah. Okay, not Canada. No, it's Anna and her husband that are going to Canada. Yeah, that's right. So they're going to South America. They've got to meet up with their with their contact to give him the microfilm that the CIA must have known about, except somehow Eve wasn't in on that. Hmm. I mean, what do they think they're chasing? What exactly is the CIA's mission in this movie? I don't know. It's really, it's really murky. <laughs> well, let's 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 figure this out. We can do this. We're smart guys. We can figure this out. <laughs> they have a fake agent. Yes. And somebody is going around from hotel to hotel, booking these things. Yeah. Probably by phone because no one's ever seen him. Yeah. Okay. Are they having people deliver suits and stuff? Well, they definitely did to the one hotel. So they had someone deliver it. Delivery service or CIA guy pretending to be delivery service. If it was a CIA guy pretending to be a delivery service, then the bad guys could clonch onto him and take him out. Yeah. If it was just a regular suit delivery guy, I'm picturing some men's warehouse of the 50s. Yeah. There's probably that service, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Like, here's your suit, Mr. Kaplan. And someone's like, <laughs> no, because it wouldn't even be that because there's no one there. They would just call him up and say, just leave it at the door. And then they call up the porter and go, hey, I'm out of town. My suit's getting delivered. Can you take it inside? So they get so they give the impression that he's around. Okay, so okay, so I, I think that's solid. I think the CIA's got that figured out. Yeah, they're figuring out how to make it make George Kaplan seem like he's a real guy. And just for the record, I'm just checking with you because you're the smart one. I'm saying the right name, right, George Kaplan? Yes, okay. yes. Okay, so they're making George Kaplan seem like he's real. That's part of the mission. Yes. Okay. Philip has his henchman Leonard. He has his dame Eve. And he has and he has two pieces of muscle, right? Yep. And and uh, a, like a East German masseuse. Yes. Is this Philip's actual home? Does he have many homes? Is he like some rich guy? Because he has this place. He's I, I assume he's not just renting this place. Right. He also has, but he also has that mansion in uh, was it New York? Oh, but that's right. It was someone else's mansion. Yeah, it was, was someone just, else's mansion. Yeah. He was just occupying it. So this is who I want to talk about, Anna, the housekeeper. Yeah. She's got a husband. Does she have kids? I don't think they mention kids. She has at least a husband. Yeah. Do you think they're also just stealing this house? Like, oh, this house has a airplane landing strip and they're not home tonight. <laughs> right? Hmm. Or, I mean, because they don't care about, like, smoking and, like, drinking all the booze. <laughs> so this this must be his house or or, or a safe house. Yeah. That the East Germans, I'm assuming East Germans have. Yeah. But we we've gone from we've gone from New York to Chicago to someplace in Iowa? I might be remembering yeah. that wrong. Yeah, okay, yeah. someplace in Iowa? Yeah. Was it like Dubuque? <laughs> something <laughs> something like that. Doesn't matter. To uh to this place. Yeah. Okay, so has Anna 
been dragging her husband along and just putting him up in a hotel every every night. Hmm. We've got you guys a beautiful hotel. And maybe he doesn't know. Maybe, maybe Anna's husband doesn't realize that his wife is an international East German spy. <laughs> She's just like, well, you know, the money's good. I work for this guy. He takes good care of us. And he's just like, what the hell am I going to do? Run my suit pressing shop? You make twice as much money for me as me. We may as well just follow Philip around. Hmm. Oh, but but Anna knows that she has to get out of the country. Yeah. And she's taking her husband. Yeah. <laughs> so does she just have this intricate, tightening web of lies that she's telling her husband, who I now think is named Frank, about like what she's up to? Like, oh, we're going to Canada next. <laughs> yeah, we're... we're... For poutine. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> yeah, we're uh, we're going to a Leafs game. So Frank doesn't... So Frank does know how come he's not the butler. Hmm. And if he doesn't know, that's very weird. If he doesn't know... If he does know, he's just hanging around following? Yeah. He's not doing anything? Yeah, because you'd think he would be... That's weird for 1959. Yeah, you'd think he would be privy to it and he'd be at every little powwow. You know, is he just a ne'er-do-well? He's like, well, you know... Anna's not much to look at, but <laughs> at least I can stay drunk and have sex with 23-year-old women all I want. <laughs> Something like that. I don't imagine she's getting paid much, though. I mean, really. Well, oh my God. Is she really the maid? Am I even saying that right? The housekeeper. Right. Is she really the housekeeper? Or is she just a handler? Well, of course, Leonard's the one that's telling her that they've made arrangements. Yeah. So they're probably just all co-equal. They've just got their own little little piece of the spy game that they play. Yeah. But that must mean that she's not really actually their housekeeper. She's just playing housekeeper. Right. But she's playing housekeeper when nobody's looking, too. Yeah. So that's weird. I'd like to see this role as portrayed by Ann Davis from the uh, Brady Bunch. (laughs) I think she'd make a kick-ass German spy. (laughs) East German. Russian. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Sam. (laughs) And Sam the butler! Yeah, Sam. Sam the butcher would be the butler. Oh, the butcher. He'd be Sam the butler. Sam the butler. butler. Yes, that's right. (laughs) Now his name is Sam to me. Now it's Allison Sam. (laughs) I was disappointed because in my head, over the course of our talking, I'd really built her up to be that that masseuse from um, from the James Bond movies. From yeah. What's her name again? Do you remember? Doesn't matter. With the thick East German accent and everything. Yeah, and And then knife in her boot. Yep, knife in her boot. And then and then hearing her talk finally in this minute, in minute one twenty seven, whatever we're on. Not no accent at all. Just American. Yeah. She's just from Iowa, basically. <laughs> She's got the no accent accent. The laxent. The laxent. I like that. Did you just make that up? That's something I've been saying for a long time. <laughs> so in this minute, I guess we should talk about this minute a little. Eva Eva's gotten the gotten the message in the last minute that they that they're on to her. With her giant, giant hands <laughs> opening that matchbook. And uh, runs upstairs to see what's up. Yep. And dude is up there. He's like, we got to get out of here. We're going to jump out this window and take this car. And she's like, no, you'll ruin the plan. Right? Yeah. So we're back to the CIA plan again. <laughs> what the hell, CIA? <laughs> what's your plan, man? Yeah, I mean, that really... I think Philip would crumple in minutes. I think he'd get punched like three times. Or one, that taser, just, I guess it'd be like a, a like a lamp wire to the testicles. <laughs> What's your great aunt Tilly's recipe for vodka cookies? <laughs> I, uh, I stepped on you a little bit. What were you going to say? 
Oh, besides the vodka cookies thing. No. Oh, oh. Okay. Um, I forgot. I forgot what I was going to say now. Did you get all distracted by this lion with a pair of cool shades on underneath of the uh, lamp? <laughs> They're in second 31, where it's like, oh, no, of course the lion has shades on. He's underneath of a bright <laughs> light bulb. <laughs> Uh, I, I was just going to say that, yeah, it, it does reinforce the idea that she's a novice and kind of expendable. The fact that they're just let, letting it go and the fact that she still thinks everything's going according to plan. I, I just don't know. It, was the CIA created in 1958 and they're just like figuring things out right now? Is that <laughs> why this is like this? <laughs> was this, Is this like the third mission? They're like, huh, first one kind of sucked. That was rough. We lost a couple people. Second one went pretty good. <laughs> Working on this third one now. Not really sure how it's going to go. We're going to create a fake guy who travels across the country, I guess, <laughs> towards the bad guy's lair. And will... I don't know. So then separately, the CIA, they, they've infiltrated this organization with Eve. And Eve is uh, traveling traveling with them. She's not at the mansion that they stole in New York, right? She's right. not there. Right. She just happens to be on the train. Well, okay, they're all on the train together. Wait a minute. What the heck's up with that train? He got on the train, right? He's like, oh, i got to get out of here. Yeah. He gets the drunken disorderly. He gets the drunk driving. He gets on the train. He's still hungover, which is why I guess he only has that tiny, unlike every other time in this movie, where he just has the tiny, teensy, tiny drink. The little <laughs> thimble. Um... <laughs> I'm hungover. I can only have like a fifth. <laughs> he has a teensy tiny drink. Meets up with Eve, making eyes. What that mean? What that tells me is that Philip and Leonard were following him. Yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm a. They just actually depicted that in the movie, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just catching up. So they're like, "Hey, go seduce him." Only not really. <laughs> Pull back at the last second. Make yeah. him sleep on the floor. Leave him frustrated. <laughs> so he has. Escaped from the police. Is it the CIA? I'm so dumb. It's the CIA who put out the the all points bulletin for him, right? No, it's because he killed. That's because they they thought he killed the guy who owned the house. When really it was them. Yeah. So they get okay. So this is such a mess. <laughs> God, this movie. So Philip and Leonard and Anna and Sam and Eve and the two guys. What happened to those two guys again? The henchman? That doesn't matter. Get killed off screen. So, did they get killed? No. Why can't I remember what happened to the henchman? Because they, they just kind of. Did Hitchcock just run out of movie for. or run out of money for extras? <laughs> it was just that the, they. I don't know. Yeah. Usually you'd think henchmen would be there for the whole the whole riot, but no. It's just like. We yeah, need like, it. We need them. Why are Philip and Leonard carrying their own suitcases? Yeah. Well, okay, it doesn't matter. All these people are at this house and they. They dump a uh, they dump a whole bottle of brandy down Roger's throat, not knowing that that's just his tolerance. <laughs> that's just an afternoon drink to him. They put him in a car, thinking he's going to be drunk, and he's just like, "Eh, he's not great, but he's no he's no uh, Wolf of Wall Street trying to get home on Quaaludes." <laughs> he makes it, and then the police, and then they give the impression. Probably they give the impression somehow to the police that he. Murdered the person in the house that they probably murdered. Yeah. In order to take the house over. Okay, so. I'm down with the plan so far. I'm not saying I'm down like I'm with it. I'm saying I understand it. 
what would be their motivation for then following him to the train? Why would they just let the cops look for him and pick him up whenever they would and let him blame him? Is it because he'd be like, no, there's... Because he's already done the... No, you don't understand. There's a big conspiracy. Someone kidnapped me, blah, blah, blah. And the cops were like, <laughs> drinking a little, were you? Yeah. No, I can prove it. Okay, so the best plan of action would be uh, Eve writing a note saying, I've got him. What should I do with him? The note back should say, well, shoot him in the head and then leave, <laughs> right? Yeah. That should be the plan. I think he doesn't shoot him because it creates more confusion if he's arrested and there's more stuff going on and it gives him time to get out of the country. Yeah. He's got to wait some period of time. Did we ever determine how many days this movie is? Mm. A couple, right? He's got a couple of sleeps in here. Yeah. He sleeps overnight on the train. He sleeps over... He sleeps somewhere. In the drunk tank. Sleeps in the drunk tank. That's one. Sleeps on the train. That's two. He gets to Chicago. They pull into Chicago, right? Yeah. And he goes to a room, doesn't he? Yeah. But no one's there and he leaves right away? No, he takes a shower and then leaves. Yeah. So he gets kind of a kind of like a... A little rest, but not not asleep. Yeah. Gets chased by the plane, goes back to Chicago, then he sleeps there. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. The point is, it, it isn't weeks; it's days. Right. And so that would give Philip enough time to get to the auction. Hey, what time does that auction take place in? Hmm. It's not some famous coast auction house. Do they actually say? I need to stop the whole show and look this up. Lots of auction talk. It's in Chicago at the Shaw and Oppen. Oppenheim Gallery. <laughs> According to the script, Jason, it's at the Shaw and Oppenheim Gallery. Asked and answered. So this conveniently takes place in Chicago. Yeah. So he picks up the uh, he picks up the piece in Chicago with Eve just watching, I guess. Yeah. Eve doesn't know it's the microphone. She we just she just learns about that here in minute one twenty seven. Yeah. Do her CIA handlers know it's the microphone? Do they know it's microphone thereafter? It seems like they don't because. That would be a thing you'd tell you, like, oh, and by the way, look out for the microphone. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> that's something you would want your agent yeah. who's planted with them to know about. Yeah, that's pretty basic. So the CIA doesn't know about the microphone. We don't know what's on the microphone. We don't know the importance of it. It's like the CIA heard somewhere, like somebody's housekeeper was saying, I heard there was some spy. And the CIA's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Abner! There's some spies next door. This could be important. <laughs> Get that new secretary Eve in here. They plant Eve with her, with Philip. And I, I can find no evidence. And probably there's people screaming at their radio right now, just saying, just get on with it. You've been talking about this for 30 minutes. No evidence at all that the CIA knew there was microphone to be found, to be had. In mm -hmm. fact, he just randomly went to an auction and bought a thing. And that's not even on the CIA's radar. They're just following Philip and Leonard just because. They just happen to be following the right guys without knowing why or what they're up to. Well, I mean, from the I, way you've talked, it's not the first thing that they've done. So they've got an operation going. They've got so, an operation. Okay. So I think the CIA knows there's an operation going, but they may not know what's being smuggled. See, that's why I like doing these with you. You're probably right. They've got an ongoing thing, and they put Eve in there just to see what they can find. Yeah. And they're just making it up as they go. <sighs> I'm so disappointed. <laughs> it, it's less of a prototype James Bond movie to me now. It's more just like real life. These are just, these are just cops that know there's a drug dealer and they snagged one of his friends. And now they're just like, tell us whatever you see. It's a surveillance operation. That's what it is. Yeah. This is a surveillance operation. It's not an operation to try to stop a plan. 
So, I think that's what screws me up about this movie so much. Because I'm... My mind is trying to make the plan. Like the James Bond thing. Like, oh, yeah. if they get the microfish out, then everybody's going to know where our nuclear weapons are. And then spies will be able to bomb them. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's not it at all. They're not trying to thwart a plan. They happen to be in the position to thwart a plan. Thwart a plan. But there isn't a plan that they know. The CIA has no clue what's going on. They've just got Eve traveling along with a nefarious duo. And that's the whole plan. Oh, screw this movie! <laughs> Fooled me into thinking it was some bigger thing all this time. Maybe Hitchcock's not a genius. Nah, it's just that Fleming raised the stakes when he was doing his stuff. I grew up on James Bond, and clearly I've just been trying to put my James Bond veneer over this movie, trying to figure out what the main plan is, what the what the plot is, who's who's doing what, and how everybody knows everybody, and really this is just all just... Just people walking around. And, yeah, the whole time you're waiting for the guy with the white cat to show up and... Something. Somebody... I, I want somebody to be... I want, you know, like... No, I mean, yes, Philip, but really, here's the main villain. And then the last scene of the movie isn't, you know, Roger's train going into Eve's tunnel. <laughs> but instead, it's just a picture of a guy petting a white cat. Could be you. <laughs> <laughs> I picture him looking a lot like you, actually. I just need a dueling scar <laughs> and a, was that a Nehru jacket Blofeld usually wore? I'm done with the stupid minute. You got anything else? Mm, no. Why are we doing this to ourselves? <laughs> Why did it take me seven minutes to, to learn this plan? Seven minutes of hand-wringing and here we are. We're, we're just back down to nothing. People walking around. It's not even North by Northwest! <laughs> yeah, I, I just got to imagine how Hitchcock would feel listening to this show thinking... You know, he would have, have had no idea that 60 years later there'd be people looking at it minute by minute, scrutinizing every little detail. You can find the Hitchcock Minute podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play, or at the main site, HitchcockMinute.com. You can also find us at The Man on Washington's Nose on Facebook, and on Twitter at Hitchcock Minute. Don't forget that there are over 100 other Movies by Minute podcasts available at MoviesByMinutes.com. Please join us here next time on the Hitchcock Minute. Wherever you are.